Hello and welcome back to the Steph Gorton Show. I am here with somebody who I absolutely adore, Belle Vidiglione, the woman, the myth, the legend, and one of my very, very good friends. She is a potent identity photographer, which we'll dive into shortly because I think some of you might not know exactly what that is, but I love it. A potent identity photographer. She's a photography business coach and most recently, the owner of Peach and Palm Photography Studio, which has the cutest Palm Springs inspired vibe and fit out. Belle, welcome to the show. Oh, what an amazing intro. Can you just live in my head and we'll just keep going over that? I'll, I'll play you every day. Thank <laughs> you. It's so amazing to be here. Thanks for having me. No, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So guys, I brought Belle on the show because she brings something really special to this world. And it's something that I want you guys to be able to listen to and summon and share and kind of really start stepping into. And if you listen to our last episode about the fur jacket and really stepping into that fur jacket energy, something that I really love about Belle is that she's the kind of woman who, you know, wears sparkly pants to the coffee shop on a Monday. Um, and mm-hmm. she is just oh, so yeah. yourself. You are so yourself all the time. So tell us, give us a bit of an overview. Who is Belle Bidigoni? Oh, I love it. And you actually got my name right. I do. I have quite a few sequin pants, actually, that I love to wear and the fur coats, fake fur, of course. But I was never like that before. So it's been an interesting journey. But I, like you said, I'm a photographer. I'm a mom of two beautiful humans. I'm a wife. I'm a business photography coach and just recently acquired a new business, which is an office and photography studio in South Perth. Oh my goodness. Is there anything you can't do? <laughs> Admin. <laughs> Actually, for sure. <laughs> Bell's also a client and that's not Bell's area of genius. It's but definitely you stay not. in your area, sis. You stay in your area. I love that so much. And the awareness though, right guys? Like listen to that awareness that she has over things that are not her genius. So, so good. Yeah. Bell, uh, tell me, how did you make your first dollar as an entrepreneur? Oh, even saying entrepreneur, I'm like, oh, can I put that label on me? Yes. Okay. So my first dollar was in photography. So I've always been a photographer. I did it just out of high school. Took me 10 years to do a three-year arts degree. Go me. But it was, yeah, it was in photography. I think I started with wedding and band photography. I was a drummer in a punk rock band and just was like, okay, doing photography now. And at the time, it was just really, you can either be a family photographer or a wedding photographer. I didn't really understand other genres. And that was it. And then I didn't actually start my business at the time. It was only in the last 10 years that I've actually started my photography business. And you have really made your mark. Do you want to tell us a little bit about potent identity photography? Yeah, sure. So I actually started as a birth and motherhood photographer. I was deep in that world of the birth community and doulering clients and photographing all sorts of beautiful humans having babies. And it was really when um, like I struggle, I have anxious moments at times and just being on call was really quite difficult, you know, getting up at 3am and then just being on and and you can imagine like with birth photography, you have to capture that moment. It's not a redo. You can't like go, oh, hang on a minute. It was out of, you know, I missed focus or something. I have to go back and reshoot. Like my anxiety was an all-time high and I was just coming back from births. While I loved it, it was just so hard for me. It's also like really intense. 
Like I was there for the birth of my best friend's child and like I haven't birthed yet, obviously, but it was so intense. Like that's a very big energy to be around a lot, you know? Absolutely. It's like a roller coaster of emotions. And being an empath, I'm like picking up on everything that, you know, is happening and obviously wanting to be there and and be a rock for the family. But, you know, I, I knew it was time to change. And I was like, okay, what else lights me up? And I dabbled obviously in like family and maternity and newborn and all of that when I was a birth photographer. And then it was like, I had a friend, actually a doula friend who was like, oh, I'd really love you to do some branding photos. And I was like, in my head, the only thing I thought of when I thought of branding photography was, you know, the laptop and the mug of coffee, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I was thinking to myself, well, that's not really me. And that's not going to really excite me to shoot. And she was like, she had to sell it to me. She was like, no, we're going to get this amazing house and I'm going to dance and there's going to be music and sage and we're just going to like have some fun and express ourselves. And I'm like, okay, you had me at express myself. Right, cool. Let's do it. And I loved it. Like I was just like in the zone and shooting and we were both like vibing off each other's energy. And I was like, woo, oh, like it was amazing. And then I was thinking, okay, well, I can do this. I can do women in business predominantly, but how do I separate myself? What's my point of difference from someone who would expect, if I call myself a branding photographer, people are going to have certain expectations of what that is and what it's not. And I was like, well, I'm not a boudoir photographer. And let's just like 99% of my clients will be either semi-naked or or nude by the end of the shoot. And I was like, well, I'm not a boudoir photographer either. So I'm like, oh, and nothing ever felt really good. So in the end, I just came up with my own genre of photography, which is potent identity. And part of it was birthed because of my own transition and my own excavation into self-identity and the exploration of going from maiden to mother to then, you know, mother to business owner and then kind of juggling all of these facets of myself. And I was just reflecting one day on how identity has been such a big part of my own personal journey and how we have so many masks that we wear and whether you're a mom, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a business coach, like all of the the labels that we put on ourselves as well as society. And then I was like, how can I then bring in my energy work and just that really soulful, like divine feminine sort of thing. And so I just, that's how I came up with it. And I love it because the women that you photograph, incredible, like so feminine and free and fun. And I think what you really embody and something that I love and it's something that I teach in business a lot is to really find the you, you know, find the you that you are. Because this potent identity is about really tapping into the you-ness, to the uniqueness, to what makes you, you. And when you are in business, you are the only point of difference in your business, especially in something as changeable as photography. Mm-hmm. How do you stand out? And I think this is exactly why you became a photography business coach because this is how you make your mark. This is how you stand out. This is how you are able to create a you like you. You have like a cult following. You know, people love your way, your method. Shooting with you, being around you is part of the reason I adore you so much. Just being around you makes me want to be more me. You know, you have that beautiful energy that you give off. It's it's so amazing. So, take us on a bit of a journey on you know because you've mentioned that in order to kind of become this 
potent identity photographer. And I know that's a lot of the energy work that you also do with your business coaching clients is exactly the same. It's that finding the you and having the confidence and stepping out and all of that sort of stuff. Tell me, how did we get here? How did we get to this bell? Because as far as I'm aware, it wasn't always this bell. No. We have now. Oh, how long do we have, honestly? <laughs> so let's just try and sum it all up. But one thing I just, before I get to that, I just want to say how much, like we need to feel safe in order to express ourselves. We need to feel comfortable in our bodies in order to let go. So it's anything that we do, whether it be in lovemaking or just, you know, creation or facing our fears with life, like we need to feel like we can do a hard thing and that we've got somewhere softer land and that we are held and nurtured all the way through. And I think just going back to the point of difference with what I do and what I like to teach with the students is how to create that safety in a photo shoot that the person in front of the lens, which as we both know, can be really scary. You know, you shove a camera or a phone in front and you're on, you know, there's so many things about our body image, about, oh my God, is my hair sitting okay? How, how do I look? How is the other person going to perceive me? And that safety is what I think sets me apart and what I'm teaching the students in Camera Queens to really embody and to understand that This is how we create those safe spaces. And going into the journey, it was really, you know, gosh, I'm sure so many of us can relate to the, you know, I'm not good enough, like your mind's playing tricks on you and you compare yourself to other people. And that mindset and that deep dive and excavation into what your thoughts are actually saying was literally the biggest catalyst And having children, you realize very quickly that what you say to yourself, you would probably never say to another human being, let alone a child. And, you know, I've got a son and a daughter. And it was really interesting that when my daughter was born, I was seeing a a naturopath at the time. And so there was some stuff coming up that I hadn't dealt with. And there was some past trauma that I didn't actually realize was sort of holding me back from being my most potent, most expressed version of myself that you see today. And so all of this time, I was sort of like, oh, I'm fine. You know, things happen to me. They happen to everyone. It's not that bad, right? So I was already comparing my trauma with someone else's trauma because I was like, it's not that bad. But what I didn't realize, and it's obviously you know, by seeing a lot of coaches and like doing a lot of work is that, you know, there's big trauma. Like, you know, if you are in a car accident and, you know, something that's really big and traumatic and it's like a moment in time. And then there's also this little trauma, which, you know, there could be little things that happen to you every day or every month or just little things that actually have just as much impact in a negative way. And so by me going into that and really looking and going, okay, well, how can I love myself now? Like, how can I make sure that my daughter or my son is not going to grow up hearing their mother say they hate themselves? They hate looking in front of the mirror. Like, I would never want that for my children. So why am I saying it to myself? Mm. Right. And it hasn't just been like, I remember a few of my friends were like, tell me the answer. Like, how did you get from this bell to this bell? And I'm like, there is no quick fix, you know, and in this society, 
Like we just want the quick, we want the five days to like, you know, the weight loss or we want to just like get rich quick. And it's not an overnight success story. You know, it's like a lot of little things. And I know we talk a lot about celebrating our wins and being in gratitude. And they're two of the things that I really hold dear in my heart. But I think there's so much to be said about celebrating our failures and looking at those as an opportunity to grow, to learn, to evolve, to do something different. Then I love that you said it like there's no quick fix. I do think that there are quick fixes for things, right? Like, And this is why I think our society has become so addicted to the quick fix is because, you know, you can lose weight or you can get lipo. You can do meditation or you can take a Xanax. You can, you know what I mean? Like there's so many fixes. There's so many instant reward fixes that are going to solve so many problems. However, self-love, self-acceptance, self-appreciation, self-expression, these are not things that you get to find. There's no $13,000 and you'll find it. <laughs> There's no you know, $25,000 and you'll get there. There's no doctor's prescription. It's not at the end of a pill or at the end of the bottle. This journey is one that only happens through continual seeking of more and uh, and it never is finished like Belle you and I'm sure you'll mm-hmm. testament me too like it's a constant thing and one thing I just love that you said and actually it reminded me we were at an event together on Friday night and um one of our very beautiful friends spoke and her name's Rumbi and she said that loving yourself isn't just loving yourself when you're great it's mm-hmm. also about loving yourself at your worst and loving the darker sides of you as well as the light sides. And I think that's what I see in you, Belle, is like even when you do find and unearth and, and dig up, like excavate, I love that word for this experience that it is, when you do dig that up, it's that looking at it and instead of shaming it into darkness again or sweeping it under the rug, you just have this full acceptance of, okay, this is a part of me that I can either choose to work on and, and, and change if it's no longer helping me or I can just choose to love as it is. Mm. Absolutely. Actually, that's one of the biggest things that I love to teach is that because, yeah, it's our pain and what has happened to us, whether it be trauma, whatever it is, that is actually where our magic is. That is our superpower. So if we can alchemize the pain and go there, then we can actually turn that into our superpower. And a lot of people, if you look at any sort of influencers or celebrities or people that have really made big impact, they will have shared their story. And that story will have somewhere something that has been traumatic or negative or something that we want to put under the rug, you know, something shameful or whatever it be. And they've gone, you know what, I'm going to shine a light on that. I'm going to have a conversation starter about it. And so I guess that's where I had to go, oh, you know what, yeah, some pretty shitty things have happened to me. And if I can use my experience and talk about it and use my voice to maybe help one person, oh my gosh, like my that is perfect. That's all I need to do. If you're listening to this pod, I'm guessing you are great at what you do. But babe, tell me, are you constantly struggling to find new clients and stressing every single month about how much money is actually going to land in your account? I'm running a free masterclass that will teach you how to bring in consistent leads and revenue in just two simple steps. 
you'll learn how to boost your word of mouth referrals and become the most wanted in your industry. If you're listening to this in real time, the masterclass is going ahead this Thursday, the 25th of August, and there are limited places available. So if you want to attend, please make sure you head to the link in the show notes right now to secure your spot. If you've missed the 25th, check out our show notes for an exclusive deal. After I shared my story online, it was probably about two or three years ago now, I had people literally messaging me their stories. So I gave others permission to share something that is normally shameful or, you know, because I guess for me, I went through a, oh, it's not that bad. Other people have it worse, which is comparisonitis, right? In another way oh, it doesn't really matter. It hasn't really affected me. But basically, I was giving them permission to just go there and just go, you know what? I'm okay and I'm here and I can do something good out of a shitty situation. Good can come, you know? And that's what we see with, you're right, with so many entrepreneurs is that you're right when you say that the magic is in the darkest parts, you know, the magic is in the parts that, you know, we've alchemized and that we're now using to our power because those moments, whether that's big trauma or a little trauma, whether that is something that is is prolonged or something that's really deeper than you, you have a choice in these moments to choose to use that to your advantage or disadvantage every single moment. And the fact that you're teaching women all the time to step into this you know, using that and taking that and making it a part of your journey and your story and you're wanting to give back. You mentioned before, you know, if you could just change one life, but you've changed thousands of lives. Thousands of women look up to you in this space. Thousands of women go to you. And I want to link that back to, you know, your first Camera Queens launch. So Camera Queens is Belle's course for photographers who need help. She's a business coach supporting them. And so Tell us about the first launch of that because as a business coach who specializes in helping people launch, this is not the way, I guess, and, and guys, I'm doing this with inverted commas, that it is done, right? And and I love that it was so organic and so natural to you and so magnetic that it just blew up with so much ease. Talk us through that. Oh, gosh. Such a life-changing moment. When Camera Queens dropped in, the idea, I just knew, I was like, this is something that I wish I had. And, you know, I took all of the things that I felt as a new photographer and all the things that I wish I had, and I made it into something that I could give to other people. So it was so much fun. Like I actually have only been a full-time photographer for the last 18 months. And in the first Camera Queens launch, it just blew me away. Like I think it was a $69,000 launch and it was amazing. And I launched Camera Queens in 31 days, completely organic, no paid ads or anything like that. I launched in December, which is generally in coach world. We're like, don't do anything in December. Like <laughs> legit. I'm like, guys, don't launch in December. It's usually, I would like totally advise against that. Right? <laughs> but it just felt separate to me in terms of the energy. You know, I describe it sometimes like I was free birthing a baby. It's like, it just had to come. And I just had to get out of my own way, like of how it was meant to look, how other people would do launches that, you know, there had to be this amazing lead up and, you know, have your lead magnet and then have a sales page and do all the things. 
And to be honest, a lot of it was just showing up on my Instagram stories every single day and taking them on a journey. So everyone that was watching, you know, some days I literally would cry because I was like, oh my God, this feels so good. And I'm so excited to be able to you know, give this to the world and to to let other people like come in, like the photographers that need this, that are feeling lonely, isolated, that just need to know how to do something, how to be a part of a community. And so I would just get on my stories. Like some of my friends would message me and be like, is this the new bell? Like you just get up on your stories and cry every day. I'm like, but I'm so excited. (laughs) And so it was really organic. It just felt really easy. And that's one of my mottos in business is how can it be easy? You know, there's no right or wrong. And sometimes I think we get so caught up in this idea that it has to look and feel and be a certain way Mm. that we forget to go check in with our heart and check in with ourselves and just go, actually, if I could just wake up today and it would just be easy and amazing and playful, what would it look like? So what would this launch look like? And for me, it was like dancing every time I had a member come in and just talking to everyone, you know, just being myself, just having the confidence to go, you know what, if you join, I am going to change your life. Mm. I don't know actually how that's going to look right now, but I trust this feeling so much that I know if you come into my world, it's going to be freaking magical. And it's not just me, it's the people that I'm attracting into that community that then make that just extra like, oh, like it's amazing, you know? I hope this is the part that we show on the reel because you in that moment was so good. And I think that what I love about it and what I want to draw people's attention to is that you showed up because you won, you massively freaking believed in it, right? You believed in it so deeply that people needed it. You believed in your abilities to be able to, like you said, if you just come in here, it's going to change your life. Like you believed to your very core that it was going to be life-changing. And it has been. I know people who are in Camera Queens who have found it ridiculously life-changing. But the third thing is that you showed up with all of your passion mm. and you let people witness it. And like, I don't know if you guys have ever watched somebody, you know, with their religion or with something they believe to the core of their being, you want to get on board. Like, mm. I, like I'm not religious, but I want to go to church at Christmas just for like, you know, the yeah. Hail Mary claps and the dancing. And the, I want to be a part of that energy of people who so devotedly believe in something because it's beautiful to witness someone believing in something. And, and I think if you hung out with those people enough, you'd probably believe too because belief is contagious because passion is contagious. And that's what I love about you in that moment. It was was like a $70,000 launch. You had the opportunity to change. Like it was over a hundred lives or something crazy like Mm -hmm. that, right? Mm -hmm. And you did it in like 31 days in December with no structure and no plan. Yeah. Crazy. I know. Looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh. But I think that's, that's the feeling. Like so many times, like some of my students will say, oh, I just have fear and, you know, I just don't know. I don't have it perfect. And I'm like, that is what's fucking us up is that Mm -hmm. idea that it has to look a certain way, that everything has to be perfect, that you have to have every single module and the website amazing and the, the sales page and this idea of perfection can go fuck itself, honestly. And the more you are imperfect, the more you are magnetic. I believe. And Mm. the fact that what you were talking about then is that I just embodied 
the camera queen's essence. I was so in my truth and in my purpose that if two people signed up, amazing. But because I wasn't seeking that external validation of like, oh my God, I need to have a certain amount of money and I need to have a certain amount of, you know, students sign up. Otherwise, then I make it mean that I'm a shit business coach or it makes that I'm not worthy or that, you know, it must mean something. And so if we can just go, you know what? I'm going to do this regardless of whether one person signs up or whether 20 people sign up. I'm going to show up for you and I'm going to speak my truth and I'm going to share with you my knowledge. Like that is, oh, and that is exactly where I was actually going to ask you next was, did you have an outcome for it? Because that is exactly what fucks most people up is that they go into a launch. Like it's okay to have goals, guys. It's amazing to have financial goals. It's amazing. But when you are emotionally tied to the outcome, it will change the way that you show up for it, right? Like guys, and if you're listening to this, like you're in business, which means you're in the business of changing people's lives, whether that's with a freaking candle or whether that is through business coaching, it doesn't matter. You're giving people something that's going to change their day, that's going to change their perspective, that's going to change the outcomes for them. And so if you really believe that you're in the process of changing lives and changing one life should be something that is so freaking powerful. If one person buys your candle, if one person signs up to a group coaching program, if you have the opportunity to change someone's moment, day or life, then you should take it and you should be so damn grateful for it. And like, you're so right though, like you just mentioned, like you stepped into that energy of just being fully gratitude and fully in abundance and fully connected to help and service rather than needing to be served by your audience and with money. And because of that, you magnetized. Mm -hmm. There's no push marketing and that that is so much of it. Yeah, money is not my biggest motivator in business at all. And so I have to always go, how can I help? How can I be of service? How can I make sure that someone isn't like me five years ago, feeling caged, feeling isolated, feeling stagnant, feeling like they just don't know who they are, comparing themselves to others, needing to enter photography awards just to feel some sense of gratification, you know, not being able to post a story on Instagram because I was just like, you know, anxiety through the roof. And it's like, if I can like help that person that I used to be, then be able to go, you know, I'm going to wear the sequin pants to coffee on a Monday, like how the fuck did we get there? You know? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can help. I can help that person. And you asked about the outcome. So I am a big, like one of my non-negotiables every single day is writing down and journaling. And so that is definitely one of my strategies in inverted commas is definitely putting it out there. What, you know, I would love in terms of how many people Because we want to obviously know if I've got this amount of people, then this amount of money will come in as well because we want to obviously make our businesses sustainable and profitable at the end of the day. I had 100. So when I was manifesting, it was always 100. And then I had 50 the first launch and then 10 the second. Like I had like a mini launch in between. And then 17 came in again. So it was kind of like this little staggered launch. But it's really interesting looking back. I knew that 100 wouldn't probably sign up because I wasn't able at that moment to hold space for 100 women. I just knew it. Hmm. But I had to obviously reach for the stars because then if we go under, you know, if I was like, oh, five, 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 
then I might get three or I might get two, you know? So it's that, or you might get five and stop. And that's where like Grant Cardone's the 10X rule comes in, right? It's like, you would have been happy with 10 people, but you went for a hundred and you landed with 70 something, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like, that's what that like, it's like, you don't have to hit it and you don't have to put pressure on yourself to hit it. But if you only aim for five and you get five, you might be like, oh, well, that was nice. And you know, then you've left so much potential on the table. So, Belle, you have a lot on. Like, you have so many things going on. How do you balance, like, being a mama, doing photography, working one-on-one in, like, coaching and with clients, and also, obviously, your group coaching programs, and now the studio as well? Like, Mm. how does she do it? Like, tell me this magic. Oh, I'm so grateful. I feel really blessed. And my team has expanded. So I have five in my team now and just I have such an incredible husband who supports and makes the lunches and cooks dinner and just really helps in that aspect because like admin, me and household duties, like I'm I'm not made for adulting in that way. I'm like, that's mundane, don't want to do it, don't want to cook. I want to sit in my genius, which is like being that visionary, being creative, like calling in these ideas And you can do it all, but you don't need to necessarily do it all. So I've had to look at ways that I can outsource certain things. Even though I can send the email, of course I can, but it's like, okay, do I have to? And, you know, I could totally clean my house, don't freaking want to, but what else could I do in that time? Like, is my time worth more being able to, you know, market in that space or even just fill my own bucket and like go for a facial or, you know, take myself out for a beautiful brunch or something like that. So just because you can actually do it doesn't mean you need to do it all. Mm -hmm. And so this year, my words were being organized and outsourcing. And I feel like I have really embodied those two words and just allowed others to help me. And even some of the students, they're like, tell us, you know, how can we help you? Like, how can we support the studio? Or do you want us to, you know, come to the opening and serve drinks and things like that? And normally I'd be like, no, no, I've got this. And now I'm like, thank you so much. I would really, really love that. Mm. And it's about also teaching anyone who, you know, hears that right now that just because you can go solo and do it doesn't mean you should do it, you know, and it's, can I just say, it's way more fun having amazing humans in your life who are on the same journey as you and who want to help, you know? It's a really interesting thing, isn't it? Because even like, and and, you know, I think I probably saw this with you when, when we first started working together, that I was the same as well. When you first start outsourcing, you think you're really clever. (laughs) I thought I was so clever. I was like, oh my God, I'm outsourcing things. But I was, even though other people may have been doing the work, I was still holding on to the task, if you know what I mean. Like I would give them the work and then I would just micromanage the fuck out of them. And then I would just be like checking in on it all the time. I wouldn't like energetically let go of the work, let go of the decisions, let go of the whole process because, you know, for me personally, and this is a different story for everybody, but there were some times where I didn't fully trust that person was going to be able to support me to the level that I needed them to, which is obviously you know, for me personally, it was a lack of communication, but I'd love to know for you, like, cause you can have all the team members, but there's a difference between having all the team members and actually letting them support you. Don't you think? Like it's a massive difference in that energy. Totally. 
I think it's finding, I don't want to say the right people, but the people that fit with the way that you work and the way that your vision and what you're doing in this world is as well, like getting them on board with that. And it's not easy. You know, it's not something that just you click your fingers or you put an ad on Upwork and then you suddenly have the most amazing VA on the planet and the best graphic designer and the best copywriter and the most amazing salesperson or whatever it is. But it's about trusting that one day, well, it depends on your idea of success or what your vision is for the long term. But for me, you know, I'm growing a, I'm growing a vampire here. Yeah, girl. I have, you know, Australia's biggest female and non-binary community of photographers. And so in order for that to happen, the people that are coming in to help me in my business need to be on board with that vision. And it just takes a little bit of time and maybe a couple of, you know, going through the process of like trial and error. But again, it's that, okay, that person didn't work out, but it's not it's not to say that I'm a bad person or a bad boss or they're a bad employee or a, a bad VA or whatever it is. It just means that the fit isn't right mm-hmm. and that we have to try again. And this is coming back to that idea of celebrating failures and looking at them as opportunities to grow and, and maybe going, okay, well, maybe next time I'll be clearer in the contract or clearer in what my expectations are, you know, or set up meetings every week that there is that, you know, 360 communication or whatever it might be. But I think when you can actually surrender a little bit of that control, there's also so much adventure and magic that can happen from another brain where you go, oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh my gosh. If we implement that into our business, that is going to be a game changer. And so allowing us to let go of that control is actually like, it's amazing because you're allowing other people's ideas and brains and experiences and wisdom to come in and help grow the business in a way that you never thought possible. 100%. And that's why you want to get people who are on board with the vision. Because if they're on board with the vision, they're going to want to bring that genius that they bring, that only they have, just like the genius that only you have. They're going to bring that and they're going to be like, hey, I have this epic concept, idea, genius, thought. And I'm thinking that we could use this to drive your mission forward. And that is special. That You can't get a coach for that. You can't like, that is like having somebody who believes in what you do so deeply and then bringing that genius and wanting to use that genius to drive forward your mission. And it does, it takes time. And, and Bella, you and I have both been there. Well, you know, we've hired people who weren't the right fit or didn't bring the right genius or, you know, we weren't clear on our expectations or whatever. And it doesn't mean that in those moments, guys, that it's easy. It doesn't mean just because we learn from it now that it wasn't in those moments really frustrating and hard and, you know, upsetting and you know you have to learn all those lessons but like the way that bell manages all of this is by allowing herself to be supported with a team mm-hmm. which i love so much so you know growing and scaling your business we know that at every level is a new devil uh and we're always kind of doing that next level of work and and facing those next versions of challenges what's something that you find or have been you know working on or working through lately Oh, I love this question because even reflecting over the last 12 months and the challenges I had 12 months ago are so different to the challenges I've got right now. I guess I'm so self-aware of the gaps in my business and what I need to work on. 
So at the moment, I am working on sales and leads and marketing and things like that. But I've also just decided to open up a whole new business with the photography studio. So in terms of that, it's just been the practical things of getting the booking system up and running and, you know, getting it fitted out with amazing photography equipment and desk space and all of that sort of stuff. It's basically like a startup all over, isn't it? Actually, it was so interesting because I started my business 10 years ago. So that's when I got the URL and, you know, got the business name and all of that sort of thing. And I completely forgot that I have to do all of that again. And I was like, oh, that's right. I need to get the business name. Like, it's so interesting to almost put myself in one of my students' shoes. Mm. There's that, there's that. I need to get this insurance and that. But having done it before, it was like 10 times easier. But I guess for me, you know, I'm constantly looking at the mindset and making sure that I'm not squashing my dreams. I'm remembering that, you know, I can do it, that feeling uncomfortable is there's no way over it. There's no way under it. We just got to go through it. And on the other side of that uncomfortability and that fear is freedom, is, you know, abundance, is everything that I'm working towards. And I'm excited. Like I'm excited about this new, this new chapter. I am so excited for you, Belle, and I just feel like anything that you put your mind to will create so much magic because of the energy that you bring with it, which is just that really deep belief and the you-ness that makes things just so magnetic. And, and guys, if you're listening to this, like you, if you don't feel magnetic right now, if that's not how you've been feeling, that's okay. Like That takes time. It takes time to build. Belle, what would you say to somebody who maybe is at the start of this journey of like either coming home to who they truly are or, or really starting to find that potent identity within them. Oh, if you're, if you identify as a woman, I'm going to say this, that women are not your competition, that our society, especially in Western society, has set us up to pit ourselves against each other, that women are gossipy, bitchy, all the things, insert every single negative thing you can think of. And that actually, if you allow women into your life to celebrate you, to, you know, hold you in times where life is challenging or your business is, you know, hard, you're going to really connect to a deeper sisterhood and those sisterhood wounds can be healed because mine have been healed and it's actually life-changing when you realize that there are women in your life who want to see you rise and they're not scared of you flowering and shining, you know. Mm. I would also say you need to know yourself inside and out and to not look outwards. You know, I, I've got this saying, I'm like, oh, what would I say to my students? And it's like, get out of your head and into your body. When was the last time you know, you shook yourself, you put on some tunes, had a bit of a dance around, got out into nature, went for a swim. Like we are so in our heads. And I honestly think, you know, when we're in our heads, that's when our comparisonitis starts or that's when our doubt comes up or the fears or the I'm not good enough or whatever it is. And when you're in your body, I mean, like, I'm sure a lot of you will go dancing. Like if you ever go into a nightclub, right? You're not like dancing around and then going, oh my God, like 
how do I look right now? Or like, is that person better at dancing than me or whatever it is, right? We're just in the moment. So when you're in your body, you can't be in your head. Mm. So if you're sitting there and you're just like, oh my God, I've just got all these thoughts and it's like static and you know, that, that feeling of like, there's so many tabs open and you just don't know like which way to start. I'm like, go for a walk, do some exercise, go for a swim, like have a bath, like just do something that is going to really kick off those senses. And it's going to just help you so much with that mental chatter. Mm, Belle, I love that. Thank you so much. And I had goosebumps when you were talking about that women are not your competition. Like that is just, you know, we see it all the time and you're so right. And you know, I think you and I are testament to that. Like we do really similar things and we support each other in really similar ways, but yet we are nothing but supportive and 110% there to like want to see each other win. And I think we both built incredible communities where it's like that too, because this journey is only difficult if you try and go it alone. And I really, really love that. 100%. And just something I'd love to talk to with what you just said then is we could have the exact same conversation with a person and it will land from one of us and not the other person. Correct. So, so many times, like I have masterclass experts come on and we have a thing after every call that we ask the students to go, oh, was there any aha moments? Was there any takeaway? Like, what did you get from that call? And it's so interesting because I may have said something 10 freaking times in a coaching call and the masterclass expert will say it once and that is what they got from it. (laughs) <laughs> right and it's yeah. and I, I say they laugh because I yeah not a, totally it's not an issue for me because it's still like they've received it and they needed to hear it in the way that only that person was able to say it and that's why you and me are not competition or other people that are now photography coaches are not my competition because I know my dream client so well and I know my point of difference like to a T that if even if someone did the exact same thing as me, it's going to be a completely different frequency. It's going to land so differently. It's going to be a completely different clientele. And so that's why I'm not afraid of that. And in fact, I'm like, I say to my students all the time, when's your workshop? When's your new offer? When are you going to do an event? What's happening here? You know, because I want them to win. Like mm. I want them to win. There's enough room for everyone, you know? It is. And, yeah. The difference between that abundance or scarcity mindset is just knowing that other people can do it too and it's not going to impact you in a negative way. When I went to Tony Robbins years ago, he told a story about this guy who like came in and filmed the whole event, right? And he basically like learned it word for word over like the period 18 months because it's a five-day event. So he learned this this thing word for word over 18 months and he took a heap of clients to Hawaii, right? And he ran the exact same event, Tony Robbins UPW, right? So awful, but whatever. And when it came to getting the people to walk on fire, all of their feet burnt. Whereas at Tony, no one's feet burn, right? 8,000 people, no one's feet burn. Because you can do something exactly. Someone can come in and copy you fucking word for word, but they will never be able to do it the way that you do it, right? And you said it's a frequency thing. It's an energetics. It's an experience and it's a belief system. It's the way that you are able to cultivate that 
for yourself and then for others that no one else can replicate. And that's why Bell, like, that's why what you do is so, is so special and so important because that potent identity that we've been riffing on about for this mm-hmm. whole episode is about finding you and the magic that's within you that no one else will ever be able to take from you or be able to copy. And when you tap into that and like what Bell has done, when you tap into that, you're able to have $70,000 launches with a couple of Instagram stories in the worst month of the year to ever do a launch. And, you know, with no experience and, you know, just, just riffing it because that's what potent identity will give you. So guys, I really encourage you to please go and follow Bell on social media. Bell, where can they find you? Oh, love this. Thank you. On Instagram at Bell Bidiglione, same as Facebook, same as LinkedIn. And you can go and check out, do you have a Camera Queens account as well? We do. Yep. It's V underscore Camera Queens. So good, Belle. Thank you so much for sharing your magic today and for being in our listeners' ears with just so much goodness and heart and soul. And I am so excited to see where your business goes. Thank you so, so much for having me. It's been amazing. Guys, if you loved this episode, we would love it if you would take a screenshot and please share it on your socials. Be sure to tag at Steph Gordon underscore underscore and Bell Vidiglione and have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. My personal mission is to help women just like you to grow their business and give you the advice and insights that you need to make your business go boom. Babe, if something resonated today, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would leave me a review. If you're ready to invest in yourself and take your business to the next level, use the link in the show notes to book a free 15-minute strategy call so we can plan your right next step.